Yo, 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 my Z community cuties, what is going on? I know that it has actually been a long time since you've seen anything from this page, although we are planning some stuff out, so do stay tuned. But nonetheless, if you guys have been seeing our posts and stories from uh, the past few days, we do have a special guest joining us today on our one-on-one -on -one session. Now, I want to see if I can... Why is this thing giving me a bunch of tutorials? Alright, nonetheless, <clears throat> we're going to be having a special guest. His name is Cody Ye, and essentially he is a straight-up options trader. He's also a real estate investor as well, although um, I don't want to give too much of an introduction just so that Cody can kind of come on and do his piece. I see my boy Aiden has joined the live session. How you doing, my man? Hey, I'm really glad to hear my dude. Um, life is life, my man. Uh, no complaints. Um, just trying to stay steady, you know. Uh, slow and steady wins the race. So that's really just the the mindset that we have going on, man. Oh, okay. The delay. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I Because I, I'm for sure that it's not my internet. And it's really weird how Instagram Live does that. But... As long as we're getting value from today's session, that's all that matters, right? Um, but yeah, Aiden, man, if, do you have anything specific in mind that um, you wanted to ask Cody for when he hops onto the session at all? Or are you just kind of whatever happens, happens type of thing? We'd love to kind of bring it up to him. Awesome. It looks like we've got Cody in the chat. And we are now accepting the request. Hey, Cody. Hey. How's it going, my man? Good. How are you? Sorry, come again. I say, how are you? Can you can you hear me properly? Oh, yep, I can hear you now. Uh, we, my, um, one of the Z community members were just saying how there's usually a little bit of delay when it comes down to the IGV lives. Um, so let's keep that in mind. But nonetheless, I'm really glad to have you on, Cody. Um, I did a little brief introduction beforehand, but if you want to tell everybody what you're about, and then we could dive right in. Cool, cool. Yeah. So my name is Cody A. I run a stock option mastermind. Um, do you guys keep hearing those buzzing sound in the back end, or is it just me? I keep hearing those small kind of like fly fly sound. But if you guys don't get it, I can keep going as well. Um, <laughs> just want to make sure that's normal. Yeah, it could be just be some feedback from the video, but let me try to connect my buttons. It just make things easier. It
for people, this is live. You guys can ask question, and I think this will all be recorded as well, right? Yep. So this is going to be posted right on the Aziz Finance page. So even if people miss it, they can just reference it back, and then um, it'll kind of be from there. Awesome. Yeah. So go back to your question. A quick intro myself. So my name is Cody Ye. I came to Canada with a student visa at the age of eighteen. I study engineer from University of Toronto, mechanical engineer, minor in business. I was in school. When I was in school, I realized, you know, I'm a decent engineer, but what I really like is the finance and the accounting side of things. So, you know, right in school, I already start learning stocks and options, but not in the way that how it could really change my life or anyone else's life. So I wasn't really very excited. I learned all the basics. I started playing, uh, you know, basic stocks and all, all the boring names that, you know, like the big banks, dividend stocks and all that. And until like 2015, I, I met a friend of a friend who is a very young, uh, very young lady or a young girl. Uh, she was actually two years younger than me. Uh, but what's very impressive is that he she doesn't have any followers. She doesn't have any YouTube channel. She doesn't have any, any marketing, but she was managing $50 million Canadian. So I, I wouldn't believe it until I seen it because it's a friend of a friend. And, you know, she, she was literally managing a fund at such a young age. So that's why I'm like, so what are you doing, right? So she was actually day trading. So I'm like, well, I don't want to do day trading. But because it's Asian market and I really want to learn from her what she really got, her system, her technical and all that. So I'm like, okay, I dive in. So that's when I start, you know, I was working full time after graduation as a project manager. That's when I start really <laughs> craving on Monday to Friday. I'm either that a real estate <laughs> investing seminar where I'm at home day trading. So my routine is, is spending one to two hours reading the news and then one to two hours trading and then two to three hours writing reports, reflecting on every single move. Why do I buy? Why do I sell? What are the reasons? What does the chart look like? So that was my life for two years. So, you know, um, looking back, was it crazy? I was definitely crazy, but that was the amount of hard work to get to where I am right now. And right now I don't have to day trade anymore. You know, really for my hundreds, hundreds of my students, I really just, you know, spend 15, 30 minutes per day with mastermind, me digesting the news, showing the trades, mastermind trades. They all bounce ideas of each other. People spend less than 30 minutes per week. And from that, we get the highest and best use of our time. And we eliminate the, the, the chance of over trading and we can have wealth, health, and then relationships. So we get our time back and still achieve a good one to four percent per per month on that. So a quick intro on that. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Cody. And I feel like that's actually the perfect segue into my next question. Um, this is going to be more targeted towards people who have already been options trading for a while. So my biggest question to you, Cody, is when it comes down to being, I guess you can call like the master trader, or I guess you can say more of the consistency. What do you feel like is the most important aspect of everything? Um, putting aside the emotions and the psychology, like there's back testing, um, there's specific strategies. Out of this entire journey that you've kind of been through, what do you personally feel made you consistent with your options trading? Such a good question. Such a good question. What I found take a step back, what I found most beginner or even experienced people do is they start a strategy, it worked. 
for lack of better words, it's almost like you go to a casino. You pick a game you don't know how to play, you have rookie's luck. Everything works well. The money starts going up, and then it starts getting grinded out. You start losing money, you're like, hey, Cody, this is not working. I need to jump from this whatever iron butterfly to straddle. And you start working on the new strategy. And it work, it work, it work, until it stops working. But every time you switch your strategy, a lot of people lose a lot of money, right? The smarter way that I learned is start small and make sure your system works. But a lot of people, if they don't fully understand math, they don't fully understand probability, they don't fully understand the psychology of trading, there's almost you know, like very low chance you'll be successful, right? really low chance. Most of the good day traders I know blow up their account five to 10 times before they become really successful. And that's why I, I segue from day trading. You know, I could be really successful because I have the right coaching, because I'm, I'm an engineer, uh, not to say anyone else is not good, but engineer, we just kind of very mechanical. Our brain is built to, to filter out a lot of noise. It could be good, it could be bad, but this is the way our brain is built. So we can train our muscle memory, but not everyone could, could do this, right? And you know, I gotta make sure you have a good system too, right? So that's why the strategy I'm kind of preaching and sharing on, you know, 40 podcasts last year and to hundreds of my students and all that. And in June, you know, I probably told you about it. I will be the guest speaker for TD, direct investing. Um, on June 23rd at 1 p.m., this is totally free. Like the, the links will come out really soon. Anyone can sign up and just ask me Q&A live there. There will be a 30-minute, um, you know, 30-minute uh, of a, of a have an interview and a 30 minute QA, you can ask questions live. But really coming back to this is the reason why I have a lot of confidence and in, in the strategy I'm teaching and the strategy we're finalizing on is you know, it's the selling option side, right? You really reduce the risk. You really just sell options on the stock you want to own at a cheaper price. And once you own it, you can really, you know, like blow it out and then generate more cash flow. Right. So that's really you know, what's been really working well, and now with all the market volatility, we're moving on to ETF index funds, right? And that's even, you know, there's an asymmetric risk and reward right there because, you know, when when, when everyone's panicking, be really fearful, you get paid a lot more in cash flow if you get engaged in index and ETF. And then what's the good thing about that is index and ETF, it's a bigger basket of stocks, right? So what I tell a lot of my my student right now is that we're kind of like nimbling and trying not to step on time bomb, right? Time bomb could be Netflix, could be Shopify like today. But if you have a basket of stocks, you know, typically is a really boring like ETF. But right now, because the market is so fearful, right? So people understand option will know that when the market is really fearful and you will get paid a lot more premium. So there's an asymmetric risk and reward. I hope I didn't confuse anyone, but <laughs> I just went right into it. No, man, that's that's exactly what we want. And actually, a follow-up on that, I know that you said selling options is usually where you're stationed. And even from experience from my side, it just makes more sense. Be the person who's actually selling the insurance than the person who's buying it, essentially. And my question to you, Cody, is there's really two categories of essentially writing options. You can kind of go like the undefined risk method, which is either like cash secured puts, covered calls, or I should say naked calls. And then you have your other um, basket of writing options, which would be like iron condors, um, short straddles, like things like that. So when it comes down to the difference between these two, do you feel that beginners should more focus more on like the iron condor side rather than going 
straight into the CSPs or what, what, what are your thoughts on the differences between risk there? I mean, <laughs> it's very funny when you say the word risk, right? I mean, you know, there's, like you said, there's two ways, right? Well, even like on Condor, it sounds like, hey, this is maximum money you could potentially lose, really, right? But when it starts going out of the range and all that, you can go all, all go haywire, but you have a bigger range, right? So I would say there's no perfect strategy, but what gets people, it's not really just a strategy. It's the psychological part. Because it's all good on paper when it works out, but not a lot of people have the hard stop. They say they have a stop loss for a certain strategy. A lot of people can't pull the trigger. And whenever there's profit, they want to take it right away. Right? So that's why I kind of like, like want to keep the beginner as selling options, starting with a cash secured puts, again, non-naked puts. I don't want to use margin. And then cover call. And then you learn all the on the fundamentals, all, all the technicals, all the basic stuff, right? And, and learn how to portfolio manage and all that. And once you start there, then you understand, okay, how does buying option work? How does selling option work? Then you develop your own strategy. And then you say, okay, how much percentage of my portfolio I'm going to do, whatever, iron condor, straddle, string, or whatever. But yeah, but once you know the basics, everything on top, like what you call defined strategy, really just, compounding on the strategy right and it's going to be a lot more complicated and there's nothing wrong with that just that knowing that you will need more time to analyze and need more time to monitor so if you're on vacation where you have a busy schedule like i do we run multiple business just knowing that you probably have to set up a trailer and you have to acknowledge that will be the lifestyle that you are putting and when you have a smaller account it's manageable but we have a bigger account that's still a sustainable one, right? So most of my clients, you know, multimillionaires. So you really just want a strategy that makes double digit per year. So really even selling puts on index works really well with them. As long as they beat S&P 500, they're really happy about it, right? Not everyone's looking for like a big return, right? Double digit, you know, for, for years in a row, that's already very impressive, right? Thanks. Big time. And you actually touched upon this a little bit before, but the probabilities, man. Um, I'm actually reading this very interesting book called The Probability, or I believe it's The Mathematics of Options. And they touch up on probability a lot, where they kind of talk about additive versus multiplicative probabilities. And I just want to get your take in terms of analyzing whether or not a strategy that you're backtesting, or even before entering a specific trade, how do you decide what the probability of this trade is going to be. Because personally for me, what my thought process is, is I will look at the most likely range of strike prices, right? I'll look at the chart, do a little bit of technical analysis on different time frames, And then based on that, I'll be like, okay, there's a very high likelihood that it'll stay between these two ranges price. But this range and below right over here, chances are not going to really hit obviously we don't know what the market's going to do but i want to understand like in terms of your thought process with probabilities and entering trades do you think the same way or how do you go about probabilities uh with options trading yeah great question so to start off answering this question <clears throat> the reports from cboe chicago board of option exchange show a report you guys can google it 85% of the option contract expire worthless. 
What does that mean? That means 85% of the people who are buying options are actually losing their money. Yes, it's defined. Yes, it's if you put in a hundred bucks to buy a premium, it's the only the hundred bucks you can lose. But at the same time, the odds are not on your in your favor. Really, eighty five percent chance you're losing money, right? And that's even worse than casino, right? If you go to a casino, the blackjack is forty three percent. If you don't know how to count cards, if you don't know how to count cards, it's fifty three percent, right? Again, I don't count cards. Okay, I just have friends are really good at it. <laughs> um, but you know, in terms of strategy and probability. There's no perfect strategy. There is none. There's none. But just knowing that a lot of times when you have a more defined risk, more defined premium that you put in, just knowing that usually less chance you will win. But if there's a lower chance that you will win, uh, sorry, higher chance that you will win, more money up front. So, you know, that you have to have a balance of that, right? So really in my beginner and intermediate mastermind and all that, I really want people to learn to sell the options first. Yes, it requires more money. You're like, Cody, that's not capital efficient. I totally understand that. Trust me, I get it. But I really want people to get into the into the shape that, that you're, they, they know how to pick good stocks and not try to pick penny stocks or high growth stocks that have a lot of volatility. Pick good stocks that you know you want to own 10, 20 years from now and your kids will be using their product, right? So if you think from that perspective, that's how Warren Buffett win in the long term. They don't just pull a quick one and get it and then get out. Imagine with billions of dollars, you couldn't do that. Right? But what, mm -hmm. what's the golden parachute is really the good companies. In this case, if you really put, touch an ETF, you know, SPX, XPY, whatever, the top 500 companies that's going in there will never go bankrupt. Well, they will go bankrupt, but they will just get filtered out and the next company will go in. A lot of you guys seen it like Tesla was not an S&P 500 about a year ago. It's finally been added to S&P 500. Now, just like, you know, you know, shoe hit the fan kind of thing. Tesla go bankrupt. Guess what? Tesla will be removed and then next Tesla will go in. So in theory, it will never go to zero, right? So if you guys are really risk averse, you can go for that. So what's the probability of that going to zero? It's almost close to zero. Unless, you know, if it really goes to zero, guess what? We're all probably on the street fighting for food and all that, right? So <laughs> in terms of probability, there's no perfect trade. But really what I like to do is make sure people have the right mindset go in to hold a stock for long term. Then the premium they make from selling option, they can take some of that for play money, to buy calls, to do iron condor, to do credit spreads, to do whatever things they want to do. But knowing that they kept some profit already in their pocket, even though right now the market is down, eventually the good stocks will come back up because people will get back their cents because you know the, the stock price eventually followed the fundamental of the company. Right in the short term, there's you know, up and down. But if you only put in a small percentage of the premium you receive, which is house money, your profit, to kind of gamble or take calculated risk, you can make more. But if you lose all that, you still have your house money and all the nest egg protected. Right. So that's my how I teach people. That's how you win long term based on my strategy. So do you feel like that is one of the main reasons that makes you stick out as a successful options trader per se? Or would you say that there's something different that um, that made you get to the point to where you are right now? Yeah, great, great question. I mean, I'm, I'm not anyone special. I, I'm just an engineer, but I really, I'm paranoid about math and I just like to 
you know, vision, visualize everything and the process, everything else. So that's what we've been trained for. And that's how I'm really good at teaching people because everything is mechanic to us. I'm a mechanical engineer. Everything is mechanic to me, right? It's like, does it work? Does it work in math? Does it work in probability? Why would I be on the wrong side of probability? Because eventually, right, if I roll the dice enough time, I'll lose. What's the point of doing that? I want to be wrong and still be right. So how can I be wrong and still be right? Is a bet on company. I can be so dumb. I can throw money in the index. Eventually, it kept going up, right? So I could be wrong and in terms of timing, but I'm still right. But how can I maximize return that I use selling option to, to generate cash flow on and earn the ETF or the stock at the cheaper price, right? So I'm really trying to find ways. How can I be wrong and still be right? Or what's the chance of that I could, you know, what's the lowest chance I could be wrong, really, right? And I think, you know, when, when you have a smaller account, a lot of people want to 10X your money. But once you have a bigger account, what, I guess once you have kids, I know you're really young, so, but once like, I don't have kids <laughs> yet, uh, but once you have a bigger portfolio, have multiple streams of income, multiple business, you don't look at return the same way other people look at it. It's, you're always looking at how can I be wrong and still be right, right? So this is one of the ways, and this is how I can scale up my portfolio. I can't look at a 20, 30%, 50% drop every day, but if I have an eight figure, I just like, I couldn't, I couldn't go to sleep on it. Right, and your investor. If you start taking investors' money, if you start having a fund, no one will trust you with the money. No one will believe you ever come back. Right? It just, it just kind of crazy. Right. So I always think about what's the next step. How do I scale? Is this scalable in terms of account? In terms of psychologically? In terms of the system? Right. If it works, yeah. And I'm just trying to help out more people to generate another stream of income. Right. On top of their real estate, on top of their full time job, on top of their business, so they can buy their time back. Right. And then in a very risk averse way. I love that. So do you feel, I think the next question is actually going to have to be do with actual scaling because a lot of these people that are seeing like, whether it's YouTubers or just people talking about options overall, the biggest thing that stands out to them is the potential that options have to replace say full-time income or just to provide some sort of income overall. So when it comes down to somebody who's entering this game of options and they start off with a small account, they want to bring it up to a point where they could start generating realistic percentage returns, but something that'll still fill up their full-time income. Do you feel like it all comes down to account size at the end of the day? Like if that is your essential ticket to freedom, or do you feel like it's... Uh, it's something else like the strategy. I know, again, there's no such thing as the perfect strategy, but do you feel like it's more or less um, just account, account size? Yeah, I mean, account size is a big thing, right? Because if you have $1 million, if you make just 10% per year, and that's very impressive, that's more than the average of S&P 500. But if you have $1 million, 10% of that is how much? 100K. But you only have started a smaller account, 5,000. 10% of that is what? 500. And that's where usually people try to push and eventually lose that 10,000. But meanwhile, if they lose that 10 times, that's your 100,000. And they say, Cody, this doesn't work. This is gambling, right? Of course, if, if you know, when you're trying to figure things out, that's, that's true gambling, right? So like, a lot of, I have a lot of like, you know, people will hop on a call and say, Cody, I'm really interested. Hey, I want to try on my own. I'm like, hey, go try on your own if you want to, your small account, but just make sure you know what you're doing. 
a lot of times they come back months after and say, Cody, I lost all the money. I want to join your program, but I don't have the money now. And it really hurts me, right? But I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Just knowing that what kind of information you're consuming and make sure you run it through the whole scenario and learn from someone who has been doing it. And, you know, it's not about, it's not like, I know the social media is really, I know this is my first social social media life of Instagram live. So thanks for inviting me on this. I'm figuring out it's a lot easier than I thought, but really social media has make our expectation, make everyone very impatient, right? So a lot of younger people, especially thinks that, Hey, Cody, this is a get rich quick scheme, right? Yes. Everything has been going up in terms of real estate stocks after COVID, but this is not a get rich quick scheme. There's always opportunity out there, but it's whether you're ready or not. But if you just like blindly follow people and uh, you can really get into big trouble, right? And um, always start small. And even if you think you can replace the income, right? Start from there and always take the profit away and work it out, right? Months, years here for yourself. But it could definitely, it has been really helpful to replace some side hustles because to me, this is the highest and best use of my time. And uh, like a lot of my alumni's time, they, they did the calculation and they really divided by the time they put in. And they say, yeah, Cody, my hourly rate is 500 to $1,000. Of course, depending on their account size, right? But this is one of the most powerful way, right? And I also invest in real estate and all that. Um, I just think if you do it right, there's ways you can win in the long term. And it will definitely supplement your, your income and then this is a very risk averse way if you know what you're doing, right? Of course, you need to have the patient. You can't just say, hey, Cody, like I need, you know, I need 5% every month, right? And it's really hard to achieve that. There's going to be up and down. But if you can hit a double digit every year, are you going to be happy with that, right? Because a lot of ultra wealthy people, they don't want 5%. But it's the people that are trying to get rich quick want 40, 50, 100%. But eventually, they lost it all, right? So... You know, think from that perspective, compounding is really strong, but people don't have the patience for it. And I really blame the social media for it. So, you know, just take take all, all that in. I know it kind of touched on a lot of stuff, but it's just my take on it. I'm always a huge, um, a huge advocate of rather than trying to focus on what other people are doing, focus on you, you versus you and I think what you were just saying right now speaks exactly to that, man. It's just whoever's in the journey, do what you got to do. Get your mentor if necessary. Reach out for help and make sure that you just focus on your own journey. So couldn't have said it better myself, Cody, really. Yeah, there's a lot of free content out there. But, you know, the biggest problem for YouTube or anything, even including my own channel, I try to make a very comprehensive video. There's, like, I think, more than 200,000 views on that. That's what really pushed my channel up. But that like, cost me, like, 40 hours to make that video. Right? It cost me years of practice to come off that, to comprehend everything. And there's just so many YouTube videos out there, just kind of nits and pieces of it. And, you know, I understand why they do that. But you can really get into big trouble for that, right? Because you're learning a bit here, a bit here, and you think you know what you're doing until something happened then you don't you have no one to ask really so yeah just be very careful with that but always and start investing yourself start learning it because if you don't start right, what's the point of learning all this right a lot of people just learn this and learn real estate they think they know i was talking with a lot of my 
you know, people have CFA, CPA, all kinds of designation. They say, Cody, I know exactly what you're doing. Cool. Do you like it? Yes. Do you think it's going to make a lot of money in the long term? Yes. Well, so why are you not doing it? Uh, but I know it. though. There's a big difference between you knowing and actually doing it. And it's okay to start small, but if you don't, never start, guess what? You will work until you die. You just work a full-time job until you die, right? So that's that's the, really the reality of things, right? Big time. And I, I know we only have four minutes left over here, but um, where can people find you? I know you said that you have a course. Um, do you offer other services as well? Where can where can people reach you, Cody? Yeah, like really, I, I'm not here to pitch anything. So anyone can feel free to join my, my Facebook group. There's more than 4,000 like-minded investors in there. And, you know, you can look up, you can go on my Facebook, type in Cody Yeh. Again, there's just a, a fake, a fake new, uh, new fake account, Instagram account come up. So people have to watch out. But go to my Facebook, Cody Yeh, the link right underneath my name. You can join my Facebook group. And I run Facebook Live. Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern time. You guys can hop on and ask questions. I let people vote about the topic around like Wednesday to Friday. Right? We usually have very good topics. All my YouTube videos are in there. All my vlogs are in there. And you can ask questions and I'll answer them. Right? Or watch my YouTube or have like one of 40 um, podcasts last year. Right? So go on my, you know, type in Cody on Google. You can go play around with it. There's so many content, right? You can learn from it. And some of them are more technical than others. So, you know, you can really learn a lot, expose the entire of my strategy, well, not the entire one, but as much as I can in one hour, right? Really just some of the hosts just like fire, fire, fire because they know. So they're like, keep drilling on hard question. And I'm not, I'm not sure I'm giving away. I really think that if people have the, the, the have the, um, you know, have the effort, they have the time to learn, they're willing to learn, I'm willing to give everything away. But a lot of people are just tire kickers, right? So that's why we have a higher bar for joining my program because I want to make sure I maintain the quality of my masterminds. It's a mastermind. It's not a everyone leech off Cody's trade kind of thing, right? So there's a lot of those out there. And we're, we're not looking mm -hmm. for those, right? If you want those, go join some Discord group, whatever, right? And, you you know, there's thousands of people in there and, and then, you know, just one person managing it and you get the quality, you know, you get what you pay for. Right? Well, again, thank you for joining the one-on-one -on -one session. We and the Z community overall really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, any any questions from my side or? Um, well, you can talk a little bit about what you're doing too. You know, I know you talk a little bit about shadow, strangle, right? I just want to add more value to Aziz family too, right? So I know you've been asking a lot of questions. Um, but you know, if there's anything I can add value, you can, you know, we still have a couple minutes. You can ask me now how I can add more value. For sure, man. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, I think most of the stuff that we've kind of discussed through this chat, we've kind of captured everything. Uh, I'm surprised we even got it all within 30 minutes, but yeah, if anything pops up, um, I'll be sure to reach you through your various, various channels online. <laughs> Yeah, the easiest thing is really just type in Cody Yeh, and I will get a, give a shout-out to you as well as he has a busy schedule, and he's putting in time, schedule time with me to have a life right now for you guys all to join. This is all going to be recorded, put on your podcast, I know. Uh, we're starting our own podcast as well. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we're going to interview a lot of high-income earners and how they, you know, not just how they earn the high income, but how they use the money they make to reach 
the fire, the financial independence, retire early, their own version of it, right? So a lot of them are physicians, accountants, business owners, and you know, fund managers, real estate investors, all that. So how do they take their money? Well, even crypto people, NFT people, right? So how do they do that, right? So that's just to inspire more people. And um, yeah, and we're all bringing value to the table really for free, right? We just put in our time and, you know, we, we have a great group of uh, like-minded followers. Love it. Keep my eye out for the podcast then. <laughs> yeah. All right, Cody. Uh, pleasure speaking to you once again. I'll um, I'll catch you soon. And Z community members, thank you for tuning in. It's your boy Tamara Z's signing out. Peace. See ya.